presence here among us, that we might hear your word through your, your scripture this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Um, we'll start by talking about a project that happened a few months ago. And this was the project for tree planting in Harvard Hill Park, which is just down the road from us here. And uh, the vision for this project was to plant trees, to kind of create a bit of a, a screen or a barrier between the children's play park and the busy uh, M4. And people got this vision. They saw the need for cleaner air, especially for our children and families. And so hundreds of people got behind this project. And on the day of the tree planting, I think about 120 adults turned up and more than that number of children. And everyone sort of pitched in to get this work done. They had a mind to do this work. And uh, despite there were people who say, oh, what's the point, it hardly didn't make any difference, they got on with the job. And even though most of them weren't professional gardeners, such as ordinary people, they pitched in and they got the job done. And I believe, I'm told that 800 saplings were planted and 900 bulbs and something like 30 willow arches were built, were, were, were planted in that day. And I was reminded of this when I was reading the story of Nehemiah because we see something similar going on here. You see, Nehemiah also has a vision and his vision is to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. His vision is to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem and the people, the Jewish people, they get this vision. They want to restore the status of their capital city. They want to restore the glory of God's holy city and so they get behind him. They pitch in, they have a mind to work and hundreds of them uh, get to work on this project. And some of you may have noticed that we've skipped in our Nehemiah series from uh, chapter two, which we did last week, and now straight on to chapter four. And if you have your Bibles open, if you have a look at chapter three, you might realize why we decided to skip over chapter three. Uh, although chapter three is a marvelous chapter, I love chapter three, because here, you get name after name after name after name of all the people who helped to rebuild the walls. And it looks like every single family was involved in some way. And, and they were professional builders. If you read chapter 3, you see that some of them were goldsmiths and perfumers. Uh, and it wasn't just the men, women and daughters got involved too. Everyone lent a hand, everyone pitched in. Despite all the taunts and the naysayers and, and, and actual opposition that was coming from around them, especially from Sambalat and Tobiah, who were the leaders of the tribes living around Jerusalem. But they had a mind to work. They got the vision and they got the job done. And if you read chapter three, you'll see that they rebuilt the sheep gate they consecrated, they set up its doors and its bolts and its locks, 
And they did that for the Fish Gate, and the Old Gate, and the Valley Gate, and the Dunn Gate, and all the walls in between, and I could go on and on and just have a glimpse of chapter three. And you get a, an idea of the scale of the project, the number of people involved, and how they worked shoulder to shoulder to get this work done. And as I thought about this, this made me think about Jesus and his vision, the vision that God had given him, not to literally rebuild the walls of Jerusalem, but to rebuild the kingdom of God, to rebuild the kingdom of God with love and peace and justice and forgiveness. And people got this vision. People recognized that Jesus was the Messiah, the one sent from God to do this, right from early days, from when uh, Mary and Joseph took Jesus to the temples, which has heard, and Simeon and Anna recognized this, and later, as disciples, recognized Jesus was the Messiah, and, and hundreds, thousands of people started to follow Jesus. They had a mind to work to get this kingdom of heaven built. And they weren't the best rabbinic scholars. They weren't the greatest communicators of their times. They were a motley crew of fishermen, tax collectors, freedom fighters, you could say terrorists, all sorts of people. Uh, but they pitched in, they got the vision, and they worked. And um, the work got done, despite opposition, they received a lot of mockery and ridicule and persecution. Jesus ultimately gave his life on the cross, but the work was done. Jesus was raised on Easter Day, and he commissioned his disciples to go and make disciples of all nations. So what about us? What is our vision? What is the vision that God gives us today when it is we are those disciples that the original disciples were commissioned to make down the generations our faith has been passed on. We are the disciples who in our turn are called to make disciples of all nations. Why? To bring healing to our world. Does that sound familiar? I hope so because it is the mission statement of this church to make disciples, to bring healing to our world. It is the mission statement of every church of Christ. Does our world need healing? Yes, it does. Does our world need love and forgiveness and justice? Yes, it does. And people are pitching in to rebuild those walls of the kingdom of heaven. They're pitching in. There are a billion of us in the world, a billion followers of Christ, seeking to use love and forgiveness and justice to rebuild the kingdom of heaven. And we're not all professionals, we're not all theologians and great preachers, and we're certainly not all saints. We're ordinary people, but we have a mind to work. 
We want to pitch in and do that. But despite the opposition, the ridicule, the mockery, and in many parts of the world, the persecution that we face, we are rebuilding the kingdom of God in the name of Christ. So what exactly does that look like? What are the gates, if you like, that we are rebuilding? Well, I want to give you some idea. If you look, as I say, at chapter 3, you'll see there it's gate after gate after gate. And rebuilding the kingdom of heaven is about rebuilding gate after gate after gate and all the walls in between. What are some of those gates? Well, one of the gates is the gate of proclamation. The gate of proclamation, it's about being like people who are willing to say something about their faith, say something about Jesus, say something about the church. There's a wonderful lady in our 11 o'clock congregation called CU, and she was telling me a story the other day about how she was talking to someone, a stranger, not someone who comes to this church, and this person was saying how anxious she was, how depressed she was, how, how low she felt. And CU said, you should come to church. Come to church because I went to church and I found peace there. I found peace when I went to church. She was rebuilding the gate of proclamation. Maybe you could do something like that. What about the gate of parenting? Now, not all of us are parents, but we can all help to rebuild the gate of parenting, of passing on our faith to the next generation. Peter and Claire have taken the young people out today. They are building the gate of parenting. Gary and others help on Tuesday nights with the youth club. They are building up the gate of parenting. Maybe you could help with that gate. What about the gate of friendship? I think we could all help with that gate. There'd be people like Sue who's uh, been to visit uh, Graham. This uh, week, he's not well. She's been to visit him, have a cup of tea with him. We can all build up the gate of friendship by going to visit our brothers and sisters, by inviting people into our homes and showing love and kindness to our neighbor. What about the gate of justice? Now, this is a challenging one. Um, what about the injustice in our world. Are you called to build up that gate? Peter, my husband, and uh, Baroness Cox have just come back from South Sudan, where they and others are trying to raise awareness about the injustices suffered for the people by the people in that country. Maybe God is calling you to build up the gate of justice. What about the gate of the environment. What about getting involved in projects like the one that uh, Sue Thackeray, I think, was involved with the Hard Hill project? Building up the gate of the environment that is caring about God's creation, this beautiful world that He's given us. We all have a role to play, every single one of us. Name by name, I can name you all and your families to build up these gates, to build up these walls, to build this kingdom 
of God that Jesus gives us the vision to build. We can be like Nehemiah. We can be like the disciples of Jesus. We can and will build up that kingdom if we pitch in together, if we pitch in together, if we have a mind to work, and if we trust in that vision. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this inspiring story of Nehemiah and for the people who pitched in to rebuild the walls of your city in Jerusalem. Lord, Jesus calls us to rebuild your kingdom here on earth in every place of our world. And we all have a role to play. We don't have to be professionals. We just come as we are and do what we can, shoulder to shoulder, one with another. And we thank you, Lord, for that vision that you've given us. In Jesus' name.